Look into the Word of God here this morning, the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. I'm going to take a look at verse 18 here this morning. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 10. I'm going to take a look at verse 18 here today. I've entitled this message, Don't Let It Fall. Don't Let It Fall. How many of you have ever been in the house or maybe just been out doing things and maybe you were building something and you looked at somebody beside of you and you said, all right, now hang on to this, don't let it fall. We all know what it's like to do what we can to try to support things to keep it from falling. And what are some things that we can think of in our personal lives that may help us with that? We think about ourselves as starting this new year and goals that we had set and different things that we may be doing in our life. Sometimes we may feel like that even in life we're doing everything we can to balance everything. Sometimes, can I maybe you'd agree with me this morning that a lot of life is a balancing act. You got a lot over here and you got a lot over here. Sometimes you got your foot out too and you're trying to balance stuff on your foot and then on your nose. I didn't realize how hard that was until I just did that. <laughs> but we got a lot of things that we're trying to balance in our life. And sometimes that balance and that, we're doing everything we can to not to let something fall. And so as we take a look at our text here today, what are some things that we can do in our life, personally speaking, that can help us, not in just the goals we've set this year, but uh, in, our, in our life with Christ, uh, whatever it is that we've uh, you know, we, I'm sure all of us here this morning have a desire to be more like Christ this year and to grow more in our spiritual lives and, and, and also as we try to balance just other things in life in general. Sometimes it could be a real task. And so as we look at verse 18 here this morning, I want us to pull out some things. When you think about the idea of don't let it fall, think about the idea of what are some things that we can do to make sure that that doesn't happen. Let's read verse 18, Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Let's read verse 18, let's read it twice. The Bible says, By much slothfulness the building decayeth, and through idleness of the hands the house droppeth through. Let's read it one more time. By much slothfulness the building decayeth, and through idleness of the hands the house droppeth through. And we think about the idea of not letting something fall. And we see a couple of very important things here in the text. We see a building, and then we also see a house. But one of the things I want us to notice there about verse 18, it says, by much slothfulness. Now, it says much slothfulness because we got to understand that we do need rest, but there is a difference between being restful and being lazy or apathetic, Right? There's a difference between that. And so the Bible says here in the text, he says, by much slothfulness the building decayeth. Now for being slothful, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're not moving. But the idea is that we're moving at such a slow, snail's, slothful pace that the building is actually falling down around us or rotting and decaying in essence faster than we're moving. Now, that's pretty slow, is it not? Because when we think about a sloth, have you ever, you all know what a sloth is? Now, a sloth's pretty slow. 
And so the idea is not that something necessarily isn't moving, but more so the idea that, that the pace is going so slow that the progress that you're making is not exceeding the decay that has taken place. Now, I didn't know this until I began to look it up, but a sloth travels, a sloth travels uh, 131 feet a day. Now, who sat around and figured all this out? I have no idea. I'm just telling you what I looked up because I was curious and I thought, well, I know that sloths move very slow and so maybe somebody out there recorded how fast a sloth is moving because I know the day in which we live. And everybody's got this ample time to sit around and just examine every sloth and see how fast they move every day. But somebody did somewhere. 131 feet a day is what it said. Uh, let's see, a sloth sleeps 15 hours a day. Now, that's a lot of rest. No, that's not rest. That's a lot of apathy, right? That's a lot of laziness. But, I mean, that's what we expect out of a sloth. Now, I hope I didn't hurt nobody's feelings here this morning because they think, well, I probably don't even move 131 feet a day. And I probably sleep 15 or more hours a day. I don't know. But I'm just trying to get us to see here this morning that the Bible shows us here in our text. He says, he says, by much slothfulness, the building decayeth. And so as we think about our spiritual lives and we think about perhaps even goals that we set. Now listen, I know that we're just inside the new year. I know that what is, uh, today's January the 7th. Am I, is that correct? So today is January the 7th. We are just inside the new year. What are some things that I can do in my life that's going to help me not to be disloyal? Because listen, I think it's very important that, we, that, the, that the progress that we make is a whole lot quicker than the rate of decay that's going on around us. And so what are some things that we can do? The Bible says they're also in the text, and through idleness. Now, if you're idle, that means you're not doing anything. So listen, the more slothful you are, it seems the worse it gets. And through idleness of the hands, the house droppeth through. How many have ever been driving down the road and you've seen a place that looked like it was abandoned, hadn't been touched, hadn't been kept up, and, and you look over there and you're like, man, that place is falling apart. It won't be long and that whole thing's gonna be down on the ground. The Bible shows this right here in verse 18 that through idleness of hands, the house droppeth through. So what are some things that we can do? What are some things we need to remember this morning? I think number one, something I think we need to understand uh, in our life is that the lack of motivation of ourselves. The lack of motivation of ourselves is gonna do a couple of things. The lack of motivation is going to bring us to this place where we get so slothful that that which we wanted to accomplish is, uh, is, uh, is uh, that the rate of decay of that is not as good as the progress that we're making. So how many of you sometimes feel like you're lacking in the motivational area? I think we all are sometimes. But what are some things that we can do? I mean, sometimes we're lacking motivation. What are some things that we can do to help in our motivation? Because listen, if we're saying, you know what, Lord, God, I want to fulfill all that you have for me. God, I desire in this year uh, to, uh, to do that which you desire me to do in my life. I don't want to lose my motivation. Maybe last year, maybe that happened. Maybe he said, you know what? I've lost my motivation in this. I wanted to serve God and, or, or I wanted to do this or I wanted to fulfill this goal or whatever it was. 
But for whatever reason, we, we lost the motivation to get there. What are some things that's going to help us to maintain that motivation? I want to give us one thing here. I think one thing that's going to help us is to remember why you're doing what you're doing. Remember why you're doing what you're doing. What's going to help? What is it that's going to help you to be the man or woman of God that you want to be? Remember why you want to serve. And while we remember why we want to serve, we remember who it is that we're serving. Because when we remember and we really think about who it is that we're serving, it's going to be one of those things that's going to help to motivate us to keep doing what we're doing, to keep going the direction that we're going, even when things get tough, even when things get hard. How many have ever had some difficult times and it really kind of zoned out your motivation? You know, you really, you was facing something hard, you was facing something difficult, and in the middle of that, you just kind of like, you just kind of slumped down in your chair, you kind of maybe hung your head over, or maybe you kind of walked slow away from the situation, and you just thought, well, I don't know. And then the next thing you know, you felt like, well, I'm just not so sure I feel like doing this anymore. Was it, there, was it the problem that it wasn't good? No, what happened was, was that something took place that caused you to lose your motivation. And what was that? I think one thing that's going to help us to maintain that motivation is to remember who it is that we're serving. That we're not serving ourselves. That we're, we're, serving, we're serving the King of kings and the, and the Lord of lords. And we keep our eyes fixated and focused on Christ and remembering why we are doing what we're doing. Why we serve God? Why do we pray? Why do we, why do, we do the things we do here at Gospel Light? Uh, why do we do the things that we do out here in this world to, to be an effective witness? Why are we doing these things? Is it because we want to serve ourselves? No. It is because we, are, we, we do it because we are looking ahead. We are looking ahead at who it is that we are serving. And we can stay fixed and focused and fixated on who it is we're serving and to help us to maintain uh, our motivation, our motivation. So remember why you do what you do. The next thing I think is, is that we think of the end, res think of the end results. You think of the end results. When we think about our motivation, what's going to keep us motivated is that we think about the end result. Now I know sometimes, uh, I know sometimes, uh, you know, this is kind of what I do in my mind, we, we think about, you know what, this is what I want to accomplish, this is what I want to do, and we look at how it looks right now, and we think, well, man, I tell you what, it don't look like nothing what I want it to, but instead of staying so focused and fixated on what it is right now, we look forward to what it can be, we look forward to what it, to what it could be. We look forward to what, the, to what the outcome is, because listen, just like Peter, and I know we use him as an example all the time, but I think God put that in the scriptures for a reason, when Peter began to look around at everything that was going on right there at the moment, he began to sink, did he not? He began to sink and he began to fall down there through the water. But he was the only other man aside from Christ that walked on water. But whenever he got to looking around everything else, he began to sink and he began to go down through the water. So what I think we have to do is, is to help maintain our motivation, not only do we remember who it is that we're serving, but we try to keep in the forefront of our mind the end result. Because if, listen, we don't, if, we, if all we do is just constantly look at what's around us all the time and don't think about, well, it's going to get better, or well, this, it may, I know this looks like a mess. Think about this. You ever done, how many of you have ever done some real, I mean like a spring cleaning in your house? 
Isn't it amazing how much junk that you can kind of get around and you don't really realize that you got? You don't really realize how much you have sometimes until you really start going through everything. And you think to yourself, why in the world do I have all this stuff? Who done this to me? And we begin to spring clean things around and we begin to move things and we gather everything together and we, and we see all these things that we really don't need. And as we're cleaning all this stuff up and as we're uh, uh, trying to get, uh, as we're going through everything, what we end up seeing is that we, we see the mess. We see everything that's all scattered around. And then the husband walks in and he thinks, oh, Lord have mercy, what's going on here? And the wife says, don't worry, honey, it ain't gonna look like this forever. Or the husband says, don't worry, it's not gonna look like this forever. I'm gonna get it cleaned up. You know, I see what I'm using that as just an illustration just for us to see that we can't just constantly look at the mess sometimes that's all around us. We do have to acknowledge it, we do have to see it, and we do have to do something about it. But it doesn't mean that we just constantly look at it and think, well, this is just the mess I'm in, and this is just the mess that it's gonna be. No, we look forward because we know that it's not always gonna be this way, that it's gonna be better, it's gonna look better, it's not always gonna be this way. And I think that's one thing that'll help us in our motivation. For one, remember why we do what we do. Why are we serving? Why are we worshiping? Think about us. Why are we here this morning? Why did everybody, why did 133 people come to Gospel Light Baptist Church? Why am I here? Why am I serving? Why am I worshiping? Why am I opening up my Bible? Why am I listening to uh, the, the, the singing? Why am I, why, why am I giving uh, to the church? And, and why, why am I doing these things? And so when we remember why we do what we do, despite the hard times and despite the mess that we see around us and despite the challenges, we say, you know what? Uh, despite all of that, I'm still gonna serve God. I'm still gonna move forward because I know know why I'm doing what I'm doing, and I know it's not always going to be like this. I'm looking forward to what it's going to be. I'm looking forward to the end result. You know, I was thinking about some folks, uh, discourse, this was years ago, uh, back when I lifted weights back in the gym, one of the things that I used to, one of the things I always kept in the forefront of my mind was, was uh, what the possibilities could be in the future. You know, you say, well, I'm going to the gym, and right now I can't lift, but you know, 120 pounds or whatever it is. But, that's, but I set this goal to at one point be able to lift this much and then you work towards that and you work towards that and you work towards that knowing that that's the goal that you have set. What I'm trying to get us to see here this morning is to keep us motivated, we wanna make sure that we're not just dwelling in the mess, that we're not just uh, satisfied with just the way it is, but we look forward to what it could be. So that's number one. When we think about everything falling apart, we think about every falling through. Notice he says in verse 18, by much slothfulness, the building decayeth. And so what we want to do is, is not to be slothful, but let, let our motivation surpass the, 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 uh, uh, the, the decay that is taking place. Because listen, we're fighting. And we're fighting this battle and we're fighting, we're fighting against, uh, we're fighting against ourselves and we're fighting against time and we're fighting against the world and we're fighting against the devil. And so we're doing everything we can and we need to be doing everything we can to be as less slothful as possible. And one of those things that um, really gets to us in that is our motivation. What's the next thing? Not just our motivation when ourselves, 
but I also think a lack of maintenance of ourselves. How many of you realize it seems that the older you get, the more maintenance it seems that is required? Now, I know I just turned 47 on Friday, but I tell you what, I look back and I'm thinking, I require a little bit more maintenance than I did when I was 20. Motivation and maintenance. Because, think about it, whenever something's falling apart, oftentimes, and, and I'm not going to say in every situation, but, but, but when something is falling apart, oftentimes it may be because of a lack of just maintenance. We need maintenance. Our cars need maintenance. Our homes need maintenance. You know, there's buildings. The church needs maintenance. There's so many things. Listen, we all need maintenance because everything is just temporary and everything's just, you know, over time just begins to fall apart. So what we have to do is that we have to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to let it fall apart and I'm not going to be so slow to doing something about it that the, uh, the, 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 the the, the decay is moving faster than it is that I'm doing, moving to do anything about it. We have to say, no, I'm not going to be slothful in this. I'm actually going to move forward despite the challenge. I'm going to remember what's ahead. I'm going to see the end result. I'm going to keep pressing forward. And, 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 then, and then, then we see the maintenance part. We say, you know what, I, I don't have a desire to let this fall apart. Listen, don't, have a, listen, don't let yourself fall apart. And when I'm not just talking about physically speaking here this morning, I'm not just saying, listen, that we need to work on our bodies and stay healthy because, yes, we do. That's important. But I'm also saying that, listen, uh, we, we require maintenance in our spiritual lives. We require, you know, we require maintenance on ourselves. How many of you are sitting here this morning with orange cones all around you that says a work in progress? Every single one of us. From the pulpit to the pew, listen, we all got things that we're working on. We all got things that, uh, that, that require maintenance in our lives and, and we got to work on ourselves and we begin to think about, okay, I, I need to do better than this and, <clears throat> and I need to do better than this and I need to do better than that. And listen, that's okay because there's a lots of things that all of us have that we need to work on and all of us have these things that we need to do better in. But if we do not do anything about the situation that we're in, then we're going to fall apart. Listen, not just physically speaking, but then how much easier it is. I mean, getting into sin is not difficult, but how much easier it is to get into sin and live a life, live a life that's pleasing to the world when we're not maintaining some spiritual maintenance in our life. Listen, it's, it's definitely necessary. There has to be some maintenance. So we can see, number one, how do we keep the house from falling down? How do, how do, if we say to ourselves, don't let it fall, don't let it fall, how are we going to do this? And one, we got to be motivated. A lack of motivation is something that is killing us. It is something that is, uh, that is uh, decaying. It is something that is rotting us from the inside out. We can be so apathetic and we can be so lazy about things in our life sometimes that, uh, that, that the progress that we're actually trying to make doesn't exceed the rot that has actually taken place. And so we have to be a people that stays, that stays motivated. Listen, would you not say that you and your, your, your home, your husband, your wife, your family, your church, your community, your, your, your country, listen, it's all worth saving. It's all worth saving. And so one of the things that Helps to destroy, of course, is a lack of motivation. So we need to stay motivated. And we also need to make sure that we are maintaining ourselves. 
not just our buildings and not just our homes and not just our cars. Because we understand what happens to your car if you don't do maintenance on it. It falls apart. How many of you, I, you don't have to raise your hand, but there's lots of people riding around with a check engine light on. <laughs> okay. So, hey, I got my check engine light on. But listen, there's lots of people. We're riding around. What, what does the check engine light mean? Well, there's maybe something you might want to check on. How many of us walked in this morning? And I can't see it, and nobody else can, but you got to, there's a, there's a light on. There's a check engine light on. And so what are we going to do? We can, we can take that uh, electrical tape out, and we can. <laughs> what light? I don't see anything. You must see something I don't see. Well, let's just uh, take the dash off and. Pull the light out. What light? I don't know what you're talking about. Listen, there's all different kinds of things we can do to get around that, to get around these lights. But you know just as good as well as I do that we got some, we got some lights on. And I don't know what it is, but I would dare say from the pulpit to the pew, every single one of us got a light that's flashing. And I don't know what yours is, and you may not know what mine is, but there's some lights flashing and we can either do something about it and do some maintenance with it or we can just say, ah, it'll be all right. Let's just see how much further we can go. Yeah. Maintenance. We need it in our spiritual lives. We gotta be a people that gets down on our knees in prayer. We gotta be a people that gets in touch with God. Not just come in on Sunday morning and just say, you know what, here I am, Lord. This is how much time you get. This is how much time I give you. God, I'm not going to put you in a box this morning. I'm going to just let you do what you need to do. Listen, we got to be a people that says, you know what, Lord, I, uh, I'm giving myself to you. God, I, whatever it is that you desire from me, Lord, that's what I desire to give to you. We all got lights on this morning. We all got, we all got signals that are coming on and uh, we all got things that need to be worked on. There's a lot of maintenance for all of us. By much slothfulness, the Bible says in verse 18, the building decayeth, and through idleness of the hands, the house droppeth through. And so here we see a building that is, that is decaying, that is falling apart, exceeding, exceeding the speed of the man that's actually making progress. But then the longer that you go in this direction, not only do you become, not, you, you actually slow down further than that. You didn't think there was, you can slow down any further. But in verse 18, he says, through idleness, now you just completely stop. Through idleness of the hands, the house droppeth through. But then how it happens sometimes. You know, sometimes it's a challenge. We lose our motivation for whatever reason. It could be all different kinds of stuff. And we lose that, and so what happens is when you lose that motivation, you say, well, <laughs> ain't no point in me checking on that light no more. Ain't no point in me worrying about what's, ain't no point in me, me worrying about what's, what, what's going on up underneath the hood. Ain't no point in me worrying about this, uh, this, uh, this crack over here or this crack right there. Listen, I'm not, now I'm not motivated to do anything about it, and I don't care to do any maintenance on it neither because now I just got to this place where I've just kind of give up. You know what happens in that place? This we all been there. But what happens is when we get to that place, the Bible says here in our text, 
that things begin to decay and the house begins to fall through. And I don't know about you here this morning, but listen, I don't want to sit here and my life just fall apart. I don't want to sit here and my life fall apart. I don't want my house to fall apart. I don't, whether it's my, I, I, I don't want my church to. I don't want my community to. I don't want my nation to fall. I don't want none of it to fall apart. Because I see that it's all worth saving. It's all worth maintaining. It's all worth. It's all worth it. The Bible says here in the text, he says, By much slothfulness the building decayeth, and through the idleness of the hands the house droppeth through. Now you think about, as I said, what lights are going on this morning, and whatever it is, listen, God's knocking on the door of your heart. You know what it is. You know that this light is on. You know that you need to recognize this. You know that you know that you need to deal with this. Listen, I know you don't want to. I know you've been putting that tape on it. I know you've been trying to cover it up. I know you I know you've just been trying to mask it because you don't want to deal with it. I know you've just been trying to cover it up and act like it's not there and act like it's not present. But listen, we can act all we want to. It still don't mean that light ain't on. We can act all we want to. It still don't mean there ain't something going on that we need to check on. The Bible says right here and shows us that, listen, if we don't do something about it, these lights, in essence, that come on in our life, if we are so apathetic and so slow in our life to make progress on situations that are important, to make progress on things that we know we need to do, especially with God, especially with salvation. I mean, who, who of us here this morning knows if we'll even make it back tonight? Or who here this morning knows if we'll have another chance or an opportunity to get saved? None of us here do. And that's why the Bible says, today if you'll hear his voice, harden not your hearts. That's why God says today is the day of salvation. Because none of us know. We can say, well, you know, it's, it's kind of like the Holy Spirit of God coming by and saying, hey, listen, you got this light on about salvation. You need to work on that. You need to get this worked out. You need to come to me and get this thing fixed, you know. You need to get them sins under the blood. You need to get things right. And we say, we just put a piece of tape on it and say, well, I'm feeling all right. I'm doing fine. I mean, I, I'm young. I ain't got nothing to worry about. Or, or listen, I, everything's going good in my life. I don't see nothing in disarray. I'm just completely fine. God, I don't need you. I got my house. I got my car. I got my money. I got all these things. Little do you know the Bible says the earth is his and the fullness thereof none of it belongs to us it all belongs to God and God's I think showing us here today that listen there's things in our life we need to work on the most important thing of course is salvation you need to make sure you're saved but there's other things beyond that that we got to work on and get fixed in our life spiritual things and just other things in life that it is that we need to do, things that we need to work on. Because if we don't apply the maintenance to it and we don't apply the motivation to it, then what's going to happen? The Bible says in verse 18 that the building is going to decay and that the house is going to drop through. Everything's going to fall apart. And so we think about our marriages. We think about our relationships with our kids. We, we think about all these things. Is all that stuff important? Yes. Yes, it is. And why would we just stand idle by and just let it fall apart? Why would we just say, well, I, I'm not going to do anything about it. Listen, I'm just going to mask it. I'm going to put a piece of tape over this line. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to talk about it. I, don't, I, just, I, I, just, wanna, I just want to ignore it. Mm. And you can do that. That might get you by for a little while. But if the light's on, the light's on. 
sometimes that light stays on long enough, everything just begins to fall apart. There has to be a motivation. What is, what is going to keep me motivated to keeping myself on track with God this year? It's remembering who I serve. Remembering why I serve. There's people that are lost and they're dying and they're going to a devil's hell. That's why. That's why we serve and that's why we evangelize and that's why we witness and that's why we tell people about the Lord and that's why we, uh, in here, you know, in here we're uh, inside the church. Are, are we evangelizing right now and trying to witness to the lost? Yes, but we're also here at the same time trying to, trying to build disciples and, and get people to go out and talk to people about the Lord. And why do we do it all? Why does all this exist? Because we remember why we're doing what we're doing. We remember who we serve. And we're looking forward to the end result. Aren't you glad that when God saved you, he saw beyond your sin? Praise the Lord for that. That his hand is not shortened, that he cannot save. In other words, no matter where you are, no matter how far down you've been, no matter how black it is, that his hand is not shortened, that he cannot reach down to where you are and pull you up out of that, set your foot upon a rock, establish your steps and put a new song in your mouth and make you a new creature in Christ and completely change your eternity. Now, I can't do that as much as I'd love to. I don't have the power to do that, but Christ does. Christ does. And why would we want to sit around and watch the things that we love and care about just rot and decay? It doesn't make any sense to do that. So here this morning we say, okay, is there something decaying in my life? Is there something falling apart? Am I making any progress to try to stop that from happening. Or the latter part of verse 18, have I just completely given up? Have I just said, well, you know, I see, the, I see things are falling apart. I see that things are rotting. I see that things aren't doing well, but I'm just gonna just kind of let it go and through the idleness of my hands, put my hands in my pocket, whatever it is I need to do, I'm not gonna, they're not gonna do anything and through the idleness of the hands, the Bible says the house drop is so um, the outcome is, of course, a certain destruction. But the lack of motivation, the lack of maintenance, and then we'll get to the last one here, a lack of management of ourselves. So number one, a lack of motivation of ourselves. Number two, a lack of maintenance of ourselves. And number three, a lack of management of ourselves. Management of ourselves. How many of you realize that you have to manage yourself? And if you're married, you have someone else that manages you. Just kidding. Just kidding. But we understand that we got to manage ourselves. We got to manage our time. We got to manage our day. I'm going to do this and I'm going to accomplish this today and I've wrote this down and so this is on my agenda. I'm going to fill this out. I'm going to do it. I'm going to manage my time today. I'm going to manage my resources. I'm going to manage my energy. I got to, listen, we got all kinds of things about ourselves that we got to manage every single day. We can't rely on everybody else to do it. Some want to, but we can't rely on everybody. Listen, we have to manage ourselves. And when we manage ourselves, we have to say, okay. As we even talked about this morning, Jason and Wendy, they're back there in prayer meeting. But Brother Jason was talking about this morning, even along the lines of, when we think about even managing ourselves, what are some things we've got to manage? Well, we've got to manage our time, as we said. There's lots of things about our life that 
we have to manage so that things don't fall apart. We're the ones that have to say, you know what? I'm going to spend some time in prayer today. I'm going to spend some time reading God's word today. I'm going to spend some time getting, getting in the throne room of God. I'm going to spend some time doing that. We've got to manage ourselves because, listen, if we do not, then what's going to happen is, is that if we just let ourselves just say, well, you know, I'm just going to wake up and just, you know, just whatever. I'm just a, I'm just a free bird. Hey, listen, that ain't too bad every now and then. But I tell you what, we do have to manage ourselves. Remember what we talked about on, on Wednesday night? I believe one of the quotes that we said is people have this idea they want to sow their wild oats Monday through Saturday, live how they want to live and do what they want to do. Sow their wild oats Monday through Saturday and then on Sunday morning pray for crop failure. Now think about that. I'm just going to live how I want to live and do what I want to do and just sow all the wild oats I want to sow because that's the saying. I'm just going to do what I want to do and live how I want to live and, and all of that's just going to work out just peachy. And it don't. Listen, if there's anybody that likes to get out and have a good time, if there's anybody that would consider themselves a free spirit, I think it would be me. But there's one thing I have to do is I have to make sure that I stay motivated. I have to make sure that I manage myself. Make sure that I manage myself. Because we cannot allow ourselves to get to this place where we just say, you know what? Just whatever happens, happens. I know that's the saying. I'm guilty. Whatever happens, happens. But listen, we just got, we got to understand. We got to manage ourselves. And we have to say, you know what? I'm not going to let it just fall apart. I'm not just going to throw my hands up in the air and just say, you know what? It's just done. I'm finished with it. Verse 18, how much slothfulness the building decayeth, and through idleness of the hands the house droppeth. Don't let it fall. Don't let it fall apart. What's going to do that? A lack of motivation of ourselves. A lack of maintenance of ourselves. And a lack of management of ourselves. Not keeping ourselves in check. Listen, your family is worth keeping. The, your family is worth the house not falling apart. Your, your church is worth not falling apart. All these things that we love and care about are worth not falling apart. But I think these three things is going to help us not to, to fight the decay it's going to help us to keep the house from falling apart. Because I can tell you this, the Bible tells me the devil walks about us roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and he's, and he's out there. And he's looking for the person that'll just say, well, you know what, I'm not, I see the warning, but I'm just not going to worry about it. And how many of those folks, and listen, even myself included, but how many of those folks that would say, yeah, I see the warning, but I'm not going to worry about it, and I'm just going to go on out there anyway and do my own thing, and I'm going to sow the wild oat, only to turn around and say, man, I wish I'd have never done that. Am I not right? Yeah. But at the time, man, it just seemed, it just seemed right. You know why? Because we got more fixated on ourselves and what we wanted instead of what was going to please God instead of what we really needed to do. So in our life, we just got to make sure that we are managing ourselves the right way because there's a world out there that wants to manage you, wants to manage what you see, wants to manage what you hear, wants to manage everything about you. And so we have to say, I'm not going to fit the status quo. I'm going to follow God. So as we close the service here today, 
and we think about ourselves, think about our life. What is it? Is there something that is rotting? Is there something that is falling apart? When you look around you, this particular thing, listen, maybe one thing, maybe two things, maybe five things, whatever it is, what is it? Is, is the building falling through? And if it is, what are we going to do about it? Are we just going to say, well, I'm just going to leave it? Or is our progress, or is our progress to do anything about it going to be so slow that it's not going to help? Or are we going to get ourselves to this place where we're going to say, well, you know what, I'm just going to let it fall through. I don't know about you, but I don't want to do that. And I think if you're here this morning and you're here in your right mind, you wouldn't want to do that neither. As we get ready to pray here this morning, if I can get every head bowed and every eye closed, as if I can get the musicians to come up. What is it that God's knocking on the door of our hearts about this morning? What is it in our life that may be falling apart? What is it in our homes? What, what is it that is decaying? Are we doing anything about it? What is it that is literally about to fall through and hit the ground? Are we willing this morning to do anything about it? If God's spoken to your heart this morning about salvation, said, listen, your life is falling apart, and I've been trying to tell you, I've been sending you warning after warning, light after light, to let you know that I'm here, to let you know that something's wrong, to let you know that you need to get things right. And here you are this morning with a chance to come to the one that can fix it and get it right. That you no longer have to mask it. You no longer have to put a piece of tape over the light, but that you can come to God and God can fix it. And God can get these things taken care of. As the piano plays, the singer will sing here in just a couple of minutes. But if you're here today, you don't know Christ as your Savior, there is no greater time and no greater opportunity to know Jesus than this moment right here. You may not get another chance. You may not get another moment. This may be it for all of us. We don't know when Christ will come back. It could be at any moment. The Lord Jesus, the trumpet sounds, the rapture takes place and we go to heaven. So there's one thing for sure that you need to make sure you are and that is prepared. The one way to get prepared is to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life and that no man cometh to the Father but by me. So here today, if you don't know Christ, you've never given yourself to the Lord. What an opportunity here this morning. You can pray something like this, but just understand, just saying a prayer, just to say some words to say, is it going to save you? But you can pray something like this, and if you mean it from your heart, I believe God will help you. I believe God will save you. The thief on the cross, he just simply said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. You can pray this morning and ask God to forgive you. Ask the Lord Jesus to forgive you of your sin. Cleanse your heart and your life. 
Christ, I believe in you. I'm asking this morning that you save me and cleanse me. I'm asking today that you would be my Lord and my Savior. As we stand to our feet here this morning, as Amanda sings, you need to get saved, come on. If you prayed and asked the Lord to save you, I encourage you to come up here. You take this preacher by the hand and say, Preacher, ask the Lord to save you today. What is it that you need? What is it that's falling apart? Oh, God, something. Amen.
That's right. like that free at last free at last he that is free is free indeed praise the lord amen let's go to the lord in prayer father we thank you so much for this day god you've been so good to us all and we are just grateful to be here this morning lord we do pray for your continued blessings upon everyone that's here today god may you watch over everyone keep everybody safe Lord, we pray, God, for a good week. Ask, Lord, that you would keep us and protect us. Lord, I look forward to being back here tonight, Lord, at 545. And, Lord, I pray uh, that you'd bless our time here together this evening. Lord, we love you and thank you for it all. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.